Okay, these are continuing recordings by Dr. Chetna Kripalu. A question will be asked here and then she will uh, answer based on her knowledge and expertise and training. So the question you know, is, is regarding uh, the human body and physiology. Uh, physiology refers to function and um, there is an idea in physiology known as homeostatic regulation or homeostasis, which simply means balance. So I thought maybe you could elaborate on what your understanding of this is you know, in the context of all the meditation work that you're doing or in related areas like complementary medicine. It's a very broad question and see where, where you want to go with that. But I think as a psychoeducational piece, you know, what, what, what is it that you would like patients to take away from your understanding regarding physiology, regarding the function of the body, regarding homeostasis? Uh, maybe we can maybe start with that. So, are you saying how the mind, body, everything integrates? Well, that's a bigger question. But when we, when you, when we use the word homeostasis, right? We start with that and see where that goes. So, in to me, homeostasis means balance. Simply, if you put it in really layman terms or a, a simple term, it's a balance. So, literally, you're trying to see how all the elements in your being are in a state of complete um, coherence or alignment um, or in a state where everything's functioning beautifully. Uh, when I say beautifully, I mean the way you feel inside is your uh, compass. So if you're feeling calm um, and if you're feeling um, energetic enough that it's you know coincides with the calmness um, and you're not feeling anything else or disturbed um, then it's a state of homeostasis uh, it includes physical stuff like um, you know not being in pain and not being um, achy um, not experiencing anything in like shortness of breath or um, heart racing uh, fatigue which is a healthy body so so I guess where I was going with that is that you know most people if not everyone wants a healthy body right but for the body to be healthy it needs to be in the state of homeostasis which is a technical term and you're explaining it well in terms of balance but the concept of health is much more than simply the body Absolutely. You know, overall. So, uh, so maybe you can maybe elaborate on that I in relation to the body, in terms of health and well-being. Because, you know, I mean, I want a healthy body, you want a healthy body, everybody wants a healthy body, but the body is not always healthy. There are so many changes that happen in the body. Naturally they happen or because they happen because of, you know, uh, uh, various problems or disorders or diseases or, or even or psychosomatic problems. You know, so it's, it's a, definitely it's a very broad question, but, uh, but because your, your approach is integrated, uh, so I wanted to just kind of pick your brain on that a little bit. So everything, every disease, if you're talking about chronic disease, if you're not talking about acute disease, now what is acute and chronic? So acute meaning yeah. something happening suddenly, like somebody gets a infection in the in the body, anywhere, whether inside or outside. Somebody's in an accident. Somebody has a fracture. Somebody has a uh, intense headache. Um, anything like that, that's immediately acute. infection. Yeah, that's acute for which. Um, you could deal with it in many ways. It depends on the person and, you know, you can give them medications, surgery, procedure, whatever is necessary. Now, if we look at chronic conditions like chronic pain, um, uh, muscular things, 
um, bone structures. We're talking about more in terms of metabolic conditions like um, diabetes, blood pressure issues, um, either low or high, uh, adrenal issues where you have fatigue, chronic fatigue, or you have um, thyroid issues. Um, you can go on and on. There's so much out there. So those are the things or those are the conditions which have been brought on by us. And what I mean by that is, and we are, again, unconscious of this fact that how did we create disease? How can I want disease? Why would I want something like that? And when you say create, because people are kind of flusters, like you mean to say that I brought it on and they are, they're not happy because, um, but the truth is it's not that simple. It's not that we wanted it. We, nobody wants disease, obviously. But what I mean by that is it is everything, all these chronic diseases, almost every single chronic disease in our body, physical body, is caused, is psychosomatic. And what that means is it starts with the thought. So going back a little bit, um, as a child, you see people, uh, not people, children, um, are always happy. Even when they get hurt, even when they get something, they recover very quickly. And so do animals. So the reason why are they, how, how, how come they can do that? It's because of one thing, because they stay in the moment, in the present moment. That means they are just living in the moment, every moment, moment to moment and the present. So what happens in that is when you live in the present moment, you just go through what's there and you're not extrapolating that or uh, in your mind. So what's the in-between thing? Um, the in-between thing which makes it different is your mind. So when I say your mind, um, what do you mean? So let's give an example of um, even having pain. So if you have a pain in your leg um, and what happens is, yes, it's hurting in my ankle. Uh, now, what are the things goes on in your mind? Okay, I don't know if it's a sprain. I don't know if I broke it. I don't know uh, what else, but it's hurting. So the constant impulses coming through you because of your previous conditioning, belief systems, whatever it is, you are so focused on this pain that your self-talk, that means your um, communication from the mind to the body is constantly saying that you're sick and that means you're in pain you cannot recover it's all the subconscious element of it how you you know relate to your uh, body so this is what is called suffering so there was a saying with one of the famous saints who said uh, pain is inevitable because yeah I mean there's always something happening in your life into the body too but then suffering is a choice so if you look at things like that, so everything starts there. So we don't know it, that the, there's such a strong connection with the thoughts coming into your body. And so over time, if we stay in that um, negativity for a long time, um, worrying about things and being anxious about things and again and again, somewhere along the line, depending on your genetic predisposition, you are predisposed to getting certain diseases, you're going to turn the genetic expression on and get diseases like could be diabetes, could be cholesterol, it could be um, any of these diseases because now what's happening is you're not allowing your body to function the way it normally does. Now, if we didn't have the mind, the body is perfect. So the body knows how to heal completely. But what we're trying to communicate to the body constantly is you're not okay, you don't know how to heal. You do not know how to fix. 
you do not know anything maybe you need the doctor maybe you need this, this other person you maybe need a medication and things like that so what happens with that is the body is almost um, you know kind of subject to all these again impulses which it tries to adjust to and that is not one so there's no time for healing essentially so the healing doesn't happen according to the way it should so that's the difference between children and us as adults or the animals and I see this happen in my house too when the animals suffer they only do it for a little bit and they're fine after that and over time the body heals perfectly of course you know even they get cancer and everything but those are different reasons for that you know in the animals but that's the difference so over time we we do change our genetic expression so every thought which comes through creates a chemical response and that is in a negative thought causing a certain chemical response and the positive thoughts creating a certain chemical response and that creates uh, a different hormonal issue So that chemical response um, now um, gives you, a, it's connecting or causing a hormonal response. Then the hormonal response is going into uh, a, um, you know, affecting your nerve system neurologically. Um, and then finally, it even goes to, um, you know, uh, a, um, a genetic expression it modifies. Um, they even have said that these... Um, people who are positive and feel positive at all times or most of the times they even have the genetic uh, they're called telomeres uh, it's like a part of the gene which have been lengthened we know that the longer it is people live longer and the reasons even this happens is just to show that how powerful our thoughts can be in in both ways how powerful they can be to cause a disease and how powerful they can be to undo it so the the good thing to know from this is how, however we brought it on, even if we don't know, now we can be conscious of our thoughts and at least the attempt to be more aware of where our thoughts are going and what it, you can replace them, you can change them, because ultimately you can. That's the point. Mm -hmm. So as you do that, the eventual goal is to change the genetic expression and not have a disease and he give mm -hmm. the opportunity for the body to completely do its job, to do its work. And it can. The point is to give it that, you know, that um, that time uh, and that space to actually do the healing part. So that is why right. we say the body is perfect, but the mind-body connection is the key. Um, so yeah. So so to re-establish homeostasis, particularly in chronic conditions and of course acute conditions, but when there's chronicity there is a sense that you know, a person has a particular disease. Someone's got high blood pressure, they have diabetes, they have some other problem, whatever it may be. There's a sense of, well, I have this problem for a long time, I've had it for a long time. There's a sense that this is just going to remain like this. You know, and then there's also the relying on various medical procedures, medications, etc., to try to balance that out, to fix that, and, and, and whatnot. But what you're saying is that in addition to all of those medical interventions, which of course are, are needed from time to time, uh, there is this massive mind-body connection and you're talking about how thoughts themselves are impacting the homeostatic state of the body. You know, so someone, someone has, uh, a, um, uh, has a lot of stress, let's say, a lot of tension, a lot of difficulty in their life, Some, something terrible has happened, bereavement, whatever it may be. You know, there's a type of distress that happens emotionally, cognitively, mentally. 
so that connection with the physical body is what you're talking about, that there's this mental connection with the physical body. And in that, in that connection, the role of meditative practices uh, is, based on what you've said, is, is to reestablish the right type of connection between the body and the mind, because there's a dysfunctional connection. So how would you distinguish between what's a dysfunctional connection, because there is a connection there, versus a functional connection, you know, or versus, let's say, a very healthy connection? You know, because we talk about health, so so uh, so I don't know how you want to answer that necessarily, but there's there's that you know there's that continuum between really total dysfunction between mind and body, and then there is a total really great integration between mind and body overall. You know, so I, in my mind there's like a continuum. So I think maybe you can elaborate on some yeah, of that. Yeah. So um, that's the thing. The reason why people uh, feel a certain way, the need for. Um, medications and um, there is a need initially but while we're doing all of that we know we have to heal at a different level so it doesn't just you know get worse so that's where this comes into the picture and it's um, the point is they don't know that most of us Mo- don't most know people that. don't know that see like, see like when you just said right now to heal at a different level that is clear to you but I don't know that that's really clear to a lot of people. It's we, not. You know, so could you... Okay, so when you say level, what do you mean by that? The, the, the reason... That's where the meditation comes in and all the other tools which, you know, um, we teach in our meditation courses comes in where you're uncovering this um, layers and layers of um, whatever we have... Um, uh, a false sense of self we have created over time uh, when we peel them off one by one we start figuring out who we really are and where these impulses and the thought connection or the mind-body connection um, is coming from right because we identify with the disturbance again disturbance distress whatever the disturbance or distress maybe there's a sense that that's me right right? there's there's that natural sense okay so what you're saying is that that's really not who we are Absolutely. Okay. But, but, but when that happens, that feels like that's me. Like, like, like let's take a physical body example. If someone has you know, gotten hurt, like a bone is broken or some injuries, there's a real sense that the body is me and I'm hurt, right? The same thing happens emotionally or psychologically, that this is me. So are you saying that that, that, that should not happen? But, but, but that happens for a reason also. So, so how do we you know, move out of that or I mean, I just maybe you can elaborate on what I'm asking you here a little bit. So first we have to go, you know, how do we do move out of that is different. But the f- first fact is to know that there's something else, that you're yes. not the person you identify with. <laughs> so if somebody's told, and this is because even the doctors and um, therapists and whoever are because people rely on these people as um, and they trust them, and not that they shouldn't, but I'm just saying, this yeah. is something new to everybody, including yes. literally all human beings. So yeah. it includes the people who you trust. It includes uh, sure. the people who you depend on. Sure. So if the doctor says that you have diabetes and you have blood pressure and you have cholesterol, you now become this person and identify, let's say, you know, a Sue. Um, um, this is a random name. So this um, Sue has uh, diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, and so she will say she forgets who she really is, and 
uh, because she was a different person before she found out she had diabetes blood pressure. So the point is, no, now I know that I am Sue, but Sue is the one who's diabetic, blood pressure, you know, whatever, blah, 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 whatever condition that person is. So the communication between the mind and the body is you're sick. You are right. ill. Sure. And this is how the society is sure. because they think that this is the way people are and this is who you really are. So and that's where the suffering begins because it's in the mind level. And okay. So, so, I have, so, I, so I have a question for you before you go further. This, this, this is mm-hmm. quite profound, of course. You know, you use the word identification. So let's just say I go to a doctor, somebody goes to a doctor, and a person says, you, know, you have high blood pressure, you have a particular condition, chronic condition. So now there's a, there's a real sense that, okay, that, I've got that, this is me, this is, I have to deal with this, etc., right? It's very real. So as a medical pro- professional, as a meditation teacher, you know, as, in addition to so many other ro- roles, are you saying that, that that sense that this particular problem is not me? Are you saying that that's not really who I am? I'm something totally different from that that disorder, that problem, that condition? Because I feel that I would have that. I mean, that's me. You know, there's a sense of that this is me. So maybe you can maybe elaborate on what you mean that, by that. Because, you know, anyone who's got a medical problem, they have to deal with that. If you've got a broken bone, you've got to go to the hospital and, and fix that bone. It would be crazy to say that, you know, well, let the bone break. I'm not the bone. You know, that's, who cares about what? So I don't think that's what it is because there's a sense of deep responsibility to the body, towards the body. And maybe that's what you're really talking about is how to enhance that responsibility. So just for further clarification on, on this point. Yeah, so the idea is if you look at it, let's go back a little bit in life. When you are a child, again, when you are, it starts all the way when you're in the womb till you are at this point, you always did not have diabetes. So then who were you? Then you always did not have these medical (coughs) conditions. So then who were you? Mm -hmm. So think about it and introspect on it. So you are that child or that person. Yes, Mm -hmm. you were given a name. So you were that person which is above and beyond all these medical conditions. You brought, you have this, but you're not, you are not that, but you have Have it. it. So your physical body is going through um, this condition, whatever you brought it on or we we have, like whatever diagnosis you have. And that's imbalance created because the body is trying to fix itself and we put a bunch of symptoms together and call it names. (laughs) So you have this issue or anything yes your responsibility is to take care of this body because you suffer because if your body is not doing well and so you have to fix it but beyond that you don't carry it with you that's where the 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 difference or the the uh, our our responsibility lies in not identifying ourselves with this condition now that you figured you have so the Mm -hmm. idea is to do what needs to be done when the doctor says exercise or yes. eat right and you know all that stuff take the medications and all yeah. yeah whatever you need to do because otherwise it's going to get worse so but that's only buying time yeah. that is not going to fix the problem because it's not one problem again okay. it's several things which is causing whatever you're experiencing now and it's happened over time it's not mm-hmm. suddenly it's popped up you are looking at it now but it's over empty number of years we don't know how long this process because your body is perfect it's always trying to fix itself it's always trying to go through chemical reactions so it's done all that but because of our conditioning and what i mean by conditioning is 
It's this thought pattern which we developed over time because of what we go through. Yeah. Because we didn't know we, ha- we, were, we, we, we have the power to, um, to shield ourselves from what happens to us. Uh, outside, mm-hmm. meaning um, what happens in our lives. You can go through because life brings you all these things which you have no control over. Sure. Like there are people who die in your life. You have certain circumstances. You get certain people um, who you've acquired over time, like looking after a uh, elderly parent, looking after a sick child, um, going through an accident. Whatever the life brings you, those things are the way and it depends on the individual how they've identified and what they've made out of this you know the situation for themselves and so that is what we're talking about how it's reflecting now yeah. in your body yeah. and becoming a disease yeah. is what i mean by saying that we bring on disease sure. to ourselves sure. and we are not aware of it because we didn't know all these you know these things um, mm-hmm. could affect us we know kind of an idea about how it affects us mm-hmm. but we know to the we don't know to we don't know to what depth or what extent this can actually cause problems. Right, because you know you use the expression very interestingly that we are carrying the problem with us. You know, so let's say for example, a doctor tells me that you know I've got um, let's just say for example bipolar disorder, if it's a mental health condition, or I've got you know uh, some kind of uh, fibrosis of some sort, or whatever the condition may be. So there's a sense that. First of all, there's fear that can happen. Like, oh my God, I got this terrible thing. That happens a lot with medical conditions. So that fear itself is, not, is, a, is an additional problem on top of the condition in itself. Maybe you can even talk about that a little bit. Because, because when you mention you know, right now about not carrying it, that really strikes me quite a bit in my mind. I think it would strike so many other listeners that, you know, who is it that is carrying what? I mean, there's, you know, like a physical example, if I'm carrying a pail of water... You know, there's a pail and there's water in it, and I'm, I'm the one who's carrying it. That's a physical thing. But psychologically or emotionally, mentally, we're holding on to a lot of different stuff, actually. Which, you know, kind of, a lot of it is just really just a lot of trash, just unnecessary things that are harmful, right? So, so when you talk about caring, if you can elaborate on who is it that is caring, and what is it that we're caring, and then what does it actually mean to not carry that? In relationship to homeostasis in the physical body, so it's a little bit of a yeah. broad question. So, what I mean by caring is, um, again, we talked about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Um, we are not aware of what we're carrying, and the subconscious is in between, which has a lot of junk in it. Like you were saying, all kinds of information, whatever comes through the brain goes into the subconscious. So you're not even aware of what is sitting there, yeah. um, unless you become aware of your thoughts and where it's going, yeah. uh, you're going to get the disease. Because ultimately, where does it land? It has to land somewhere. And it's your physical body which goes through because of what we spoke about, how these chemicals are formed, how the hormones are formed, how the you know behavioral modification happens, how the genetic expression comes by, and how it changes your gene expression. So obviously, you're going to get a disease. And it doesn't even have to be familiar. You don't even have to have the um, family history of it. It can... You you can just get anything because of your own modification of all these processes. So what we're trying to do is um, is by meditation and everything, firstly, um, going a step backwards. So let's say when you meditate, what happens when you meditate and what is meditation? That means that you are completely dissociating yourself with this body, with this personality, everything, and going into that space 
of no mind or no body. You know, that's the ideal situation. But that, but that could be scary for some people. Just, just hearing that could be like, wait a minute. You know, no mind, no space. There's nothing there. Then, and, and that, I mean, just, we certainly want to be out of disturbances. But when a person feels like, okay, there's no mind, there's nothing, you know, it's kind of unknown as to what this might be. But that's why one needs to experience it, because that space we talk about is only because you're fearful of it. But when you reach that space, there's a calmness, there is a a neutrality, and there is nothing, there is no fear there. So So there's actually fear of letting go of the burdens, which sounds like a strange thing to say. but It is, but that's why. So... Yeah, okay, we come to that. So it is because what happens in your life in general, I mean, yeah. in our lives, is we always go with what is familiar, right. not what is good, what mm-hmm. needs to feel good. If you sure. look at the emotional thing, somebody who's anxious, um, and that's the body doing it, because we, you know, we talked about it in the class, actually, you know, to bring that up, is this thought pattern which has created certain physical responses in your body become over like I said what you've been through it's different from different traumas what you've been through so what happens when you meditate in the beginning is your body has so frequently gone through this circuits that it has gotten into this anxiety mode so when you try Mm -hmm. to calm yourself down when you become quiet the body doesn't want doesn't like it because this is unfamiliar grounds and it is not familiar, even though oh. it might feel good. So this is a massive transition from the familiar, which has a lot of chaos and disturbance and, quote, junk in it, you know, the familiar, to the unfamiliar. So this is a very, very nice way of putting that. And that, to me, that makes a lot of sense. But so that unfamiliar ground, would you talk about that? So that unfamiliar ground, even though, you know, it could help you in the future which is going towards the better phase the body doesn't know that because it's gotten conditioned to the fact and it doesn't want to change because over time what happened initially when we were doing this you know the negative impulse loop um, it was waiting for you to say okay I'm not going to change anything till you're serious about it but over the years you were serious about being anxious Mm -hmm. so then the body even changed at different levels the receptors to adjust itself which we call homeostasis which is the new human homeostasis pathological one exactly and that's become that so when you try to change it um, in the beginning in in a day or two your body is going to fight it it's going to become restless it's going to say no, this is not you. And that's where it's going to communicate with the mind to bring in thoughts of the same default mode. It's saying, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 this cannot happen. This is, but this is, it'll give you thoughts which bring on the same reaction. Right. So there's a very big transition that the physical body itself goes through from that um, harmful homeostasis state, or what's called pathological homeostasis technically. Uh, back into a very healthy, balanced state. So to rebalance the body, whether it's obesity or other chronic problems, uh, you know, so so that transition uh, is itself somewhat unknown to a lot of people. How do I transition back into, they want that, 
you know, so I think you've, so the meditation is a piece of that. So maybe you can elaborate. Absolutely. So it starts with the mind because remember, yeah. it always starts um, there. Yes. Absolutely. This is what we're talking about. So see, a lot of people don't believe that. But a lot of people w- w- would say, or many people would say, it starts just with the body. That something is wrong with me genetically, physically. This right. Let me fix the body somehow. Let me do some exercises. Let me do this, whatever. But I don't worry about my thoughts so much because you know that's that's a lot of. But you know, people don't enter into that so much. That's because it's unknown. Yeah. That's why, because you don't see it. You only yeah. believe what you see. Mm-hmm. So you think by, you know, fixing your body, everything's going to happen. But we know it doesn't work. No. It never works. I mean, we're trying to fix our body with medications. It's we're trying to fix it, it with diet really. and exercise. Yes, to a certain extent, extent, lifestyle and lifestyle change works. But pieces. does it really fix it? Does it really reverse it? Right. Probably so, not. So your vision is really going to the depth of where these problems come from. Yes. Unraveling the etiology, which is looking at the causation. Etiology means causation. And reversing these problems in such a way that that the root of the problem itself is is destroyed rather than simply maintaining uh, a, a a temporary state or like a cyclical state of, of you know some symptom management you know so so i think i think that the vision that you have uh, dr chaitanya kupal is 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 very very profound in this way to try uh, to actually um, you know, unravel the depth of where the difficulties are coming from. So, uh, so it, 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 I think it, I think it's very difficult for a lot of people to to see you know, the, the significance of something like this. It's, it's, it's easier to take a pill. It's easier to easier to try some something physical right away. So, yes, definitely. But that's why everybody's in a different state, and the one needs to kind of introspect and say. And what I'm seeing nowadays is more and more people are getting sick and with diseases we have no names for. We haven't mm-hmm. created them, we, we have, meaning we, we haven't created a diagnosis for them. Mm-hmm. And then we call it whatever we want to. Things yeah. like fibromyalgia only means that you're aching all over the body. Yeah, doesn't why. know why. Yeah. And then things like chronic fatigue syndrome, just the way it sounds. Right. Oh, you're fatigued for more than six months. We call it chronic fatigue. You don't have treatment. Yes, you have medications to kind of make it um, a little, little more tolerable. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you don't. And this is why the problem is. Because you're not d- delving into the deep causation of these things. Yes, you know, and even the word diagnosis really just is a description of the difficulty. It's a series of signs and symptoms. Signs are what are detected by the medical professional. Symptoms are, symptoms are lo- that which is reported by the patient. And then you've got, you know, manuals like the DSM-5 in, in psychiatry, psychology. You've got the ICD-10 codes and all that. Yes, these are all descriptors uh, on all in the mental health side and the physical body side. They don't show you where the etiology is or where the treatments are. That's a whole, whole different matter altogether. Absolutely. Again, what are you doing with medications? You're just trying to intercept one of the neurotransmitters, the chemicals which we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then you feel that they're okay. Yes, they may be okay temporarily, but they're still suffering from so many different things which uh, you don't know, and they may even start having physical problems in the future yes, because so of that. Yes, a lot of side effects and other yeah, problems. Most of the depression, people of depression have always some physical condition also mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. So everything, not just the psychological stuff, we separated it. That's the problem. We have to integrate it to say, how does this affect this? So where do we start and where do we yeah. go from here? Yeah. It's a journey, in fact. It's, it's not that you're going to fix it in a day, but even having that um, understand that's what we're trying to do here. Understanding yeah. and yeah. that revelation of saying, hey, wait a minute, there's somewhere else I need to look into. Right. The beauty of this is when you start this journey, 
you find out who you really are and your true nature. And that is fantastic. Which is not all those disturbances and the chaos and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> when that's the thing about the mind. Yeah. If you really take away the mind, then it's beautiful. Because, yes, you, you, you cannot take away the mind completely because, yes, there's intellect and this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and analysis. There's a function. There's a certain function. Yeah. Right. So you want to use your mind to achieve your goals, to use your mind effectively, not the mind use you. Because right. this is what's happening to us sure. now. It takes us from one field of awareness to the other. And yeah. we don't know how we got from one point to the other. Because that's the interlinking of so, these thought processes. So there's, a, there's an expression that comes to my mind, you know, uh, in this mind, uh, uh, known as psychological homeostasis. And this is just a, a term that, you know, I use sometimes, or I've heard even uh, at times. There's physiological homeostasis. Eleven systems are there in the physical body. And then there is, you know, the mental homeostasis. And what you just said right now about the fact that we are, you know, we're using our mind in a certain way uh, to recognize what that means, that, that an individual has the power to use their mind in a specific way for their health, for their well-being, you know, as opposed to being run over by the, by the conditioning. So there's that, you're making that distinction. Could you elaborate on that distinction? Because, because you know, it's one thing to hear this a couple of times, but to really meditatively look at that distinction is what each person would really need to do, you know, to actually take the meditation forward also. Absolutely. So a simple exercise is, and we did that in uh, our, um, uh, you know, classes, is to just sit in, you know, quiet space and for one minute withdraw yourself and try and see if you can observe your thoughts. So in the beginning, what happens is, you're going to have a stream of thoughts or maybe one thought after the other. But eventually, even in the five minutes, you're going to not have any thoughts. So if you really think deeply, what does that mean? That means that if you're able to observe your thoughts, you are something else. Mm-hmm. What are you then? There's something yeah. deeper inside, you yeah. know, which is observed, observing. Able, yeah. being able to observe these thoughts. But what happens is we identify with the thought after thought after thought and it's it's like a boat, um, um, like a boat on the waves, which has no, you know, mm. like n- nowhere to go. It just goes with over the waves as it takes sure. it and just drowns or whatever happens with mm-hmm. it. So you take yourself with every thought. Sure. It goes up and down. If it's a good thought, you're elated. If it's a bad thought, you're like, oh my god, I'm depressed. <laughs> so this is what happens to us. That's the thought and emotion connection you're talking about. So yeah. every thought has an emotion. So yeah. you go through those emotions with the thought. Sure. So if you let your you your thoughts control you, Very then much. this is what happens. And most mm-hmm. of us do that. That's why this chemical transformation yeah. or the modification happens over it's time. Right, right, exactly. And end up with the disease. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because, because, you know, this idea, or this, what you're just saying, that we are not our thoughts, and other teachers, other spiritual people, so many have said this kind of thing, you know, that the thoughts are not really who we are. But when thoughts come about, or when, particularly when some kind of agitation comes about, which is m- much more, you know, detectable perhaps, uh, or even elation. When something like that happens, there is a real sense of kind of sinking into that. It's like, like quicksand. 
you know, some, it's like a thought parade that goes on. But then the emotions go, are right along with that. You've got other memories that connect. And now one is like caught up in a vortex, essentially a mental vortex, which I think most people would identify with, including me. We've all gone through this and we continue to go through it from time to time. So what, what is your understanding of that vortex in the context of the physical body? Because if that vortex continues and that you know, changes blood pressure, changes the, the, the way the stomach works, it changes a lot of different things. So, so there's that mind-body connection. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Also? Yeah, absolutely. That's what happens when you go through, through this turmoil, through this whole like a storm inside, um, then everything gets affected because the, every, the mind is connected. The thoughts are connected to everybody, like I was telling you. Yeah. The chemicals secrete. The hormones communicate, and different organs have different hormones. Mm-hmm. So the main one which gets affected for most people is the gut, right. the whole digestive system. Exactly, a lot of fear is immediately there. So you get a lot of discomfort in the in the digestive system. So it doesn't work properly. It doesn't really do what it's supposed to do. It doesn't digest properly. It doesn't absorb properly. Um, and so you are again bound to have a disease because of that. Same thing with your heart. The heart rate races. The respirations mm-hmm. are not working properly. Yeah. The um, rest of the body is affected. Sure. So that's why, um, I mean, uh, and uh, you're mm-hmm. not feeling good overall. Right, because there are, there are life circumstances. You know, like, for example, just as an example, someone may be at work and something has happened at work. There's a conflict with someone or uh, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a change inside the mental field, which then, which then changes the body. And this happens quite rapidly. I think maybe we can wrap up with this question here. Uh, very quickly here and then we'll continue uh, I'll make a comment on that yeah so that's why it's important firstly to know that there is some other you know that your mind is the you know cause yeah. of your physical illnesses that's a very powerful statement and worth meditating upon absolutely so, okay. so when you this is so do this experiment this one minute thing when you can observe your thoughts sure. then it will kind of that's your evidence to say that if you can observe your thoughts then you can manage them too Okay, if you can observe your thoughts, you can manage them too, and the mind is the cause. It's, it's, it's like a major cause, let's put it that right? A major cause of, of the physical health problems. All right, very interesting. We'll continue further next time. Thank you.